Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at mytalk1071.com, keyword will. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra with host miss shannon yes thank you for joining us for the financial health and wealth show here on my talk 1071 i am miss shannon very happy to have the daughter of the mother daughter team with <laughs> yes. me i like when you guys rotate it's great when you're both here mm-hmm. but you make it easy on me sometimes we're like okay last week we had the mother of yes. the mother daughter team <laughs> and we had a great conversation talking about some 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 great information and now we get to talk about some other Great information, information with you, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of what we covered last week, Sandra, when we had Carla in, um, was basically talking about, you know, because part of the conversation was about when is the right time to speak to a financial advisor. Mm. And so what she and I were talking about off air is that I'm like, in my opinion, I'm like, because she was she had a list of when she thought is the right time. And I'm going for me, part of the reason why I kind of ignored that part of the list, I'm like, it's anytime you have a question, mm-hmm. that's a good time to call somebody. That yeah, really is. Yeah. Like, once you get to one of those questions where you go, I've reached an emotional impasse, or mm-hmm. I don't have as much time to really educate myself on this thing, that's a good time, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, to go, ask somebody else. There's it's, no harm in that. There's no shame in it. It's actually right. a good use of your time right. to find somebody that can go, hey, I will unwind this for you right and work it all out oh right i know when you just said that it made me think of like you have a ball of of something that's totally tangled and and so forth and right i always try it's those those are those puzzles are so hard and i lose patience and so i usually try and hand it off to either my husband or right somebody else that has that kind of patience and they do and Mm -hmm. they're really good at it i'm not good Mm -hmm. at that anyway so if that's if that's how finances are i was just talking with a lady yesterday on a zoom call and uh, kind of helped walk her through some of the changes and things that we were doing because we, you know, when we go through our consultation, we talk about our recommendations and what should, what are some things that would be beneficial for you, right? But then the implementation part on her, because some things we do on our end, yes. right, we can help with. Some things people have to do on their own. Right. And she said, I need some help with this. So I said, okay, great. Let's get on a call. Yes. So then we shared screens, right? right. And we went and figured it all out together. And she said, thanks, because I just don't know anything about this stuff. Yes. So. <laughs> and then once you get, you know, you walk somebody through it, then it makes sense. And it's mm-hmm. back to what we've said numerous times is finding someone who can communicate with you. You can do this. Right. It's a matter of what portion of it do you want? want to do right what portion of it do you want to learn about are you comfortable learning about mm-hmm. and then what parts are you like okay i need to have somebody who does this because i don't want to do that part. Right. like i'll use this as an example so i so my, my new boyfriend and i were talking about this and so i do my own taxes you know that so i do i go on i'm a I give you credit i do my own taxes and so he's has somebody does this do his taxes and i was like why do you have somebody do your taxes your taxes aren't that confusing and first he said i'm bad at math i'm like that no what does that mean you know kind of thing <laughs> And he kind of went into and he tried to go down the bad math route. And then I kind of I pushed back because I'm going, there's no such thing. And it does the the algorithm. You don't have to really do math. You just have to answer questions. And then he, he then he was honest. He goes, I hate doing it. I don't like it. Fair. Then yeah. I dropped off. You just don't want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. It's right. not that you're not capable of it. You don't want to. Right. And, and that's, that's fair. That is. Yeah. That's where a lot of people are at with finances, yes. taxes, you name it. Right. Yes. It's There's that, a, it's, I don't want I don't to do this. I don't want to spend the time to have to know what I need to do on right. my own. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm that way with a lot of other subjects. So right. I get I get that how people are with with finances. And that's why we're so happy to be able to help people and 
be a resource for that. Precisely. Where there's, you know, everybody, maybe everybody has their lane that you're like, I am very accomplished in this particular Mm -hmm. thing. And it's not a problem that you're not very accomplished in everything. It doesn't mean that you're dumb or or or, or not really great at certain things. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be. Some of us are a jack of a lot of trades. Right. But that's still, right. there's still things that I'm going, yeah, but not that. So many things. I have things, somebody else do right? that. Right. Yeah. That's, once I get that, even some things that I technically could do. Right. No. Right. Hand it off to somebody else. Sometimes you you have to just make a decision about your time. Exactly. Right? Where is your time, which is our greatest asset, and where is it going to be most well, most wisely spent. Right. Because you, you can't get it back. I know everyone knows that. So exactly. you can't get it back. And so that's an, also a great reason for you to set up that complimentary consultation to go ahead and get that conversation started and go, what things would I like to roll off? Mm-hmm. And is ClearStep Financial the right place and the right thing that can help you pick up the, you know, mm-hmm. pick up those particular items that maybe you're like, I meant to do this. I want to look, look at this more, but I just really haven't gotten around to it. Or right. I read through this and I just didn't understand enough of it to see how it applies to me that's a great time to have that complimentary Mm -hmm. consultation yeah otherwise you can go down so many rabbit holes right so many right which spend your time in doing other more fun things exactly (laughs) and leave the rabbit holes to somebody else and one of the professionals so you do have some more webinars that are coming up as well we do right our next one is a a medicare and long-term care webinar and that's coming up on monday Mm -hmm. march 20th so anyone who's interested, you can register for that on our website, clearstepfinancial.com. Go to the events. Uh, and then I don't, again, I know our um, our tech person who puts all the webinars up has been um, putting them up, kind of dripping them on yes. to the website this mm-hmm. year. So keep keep looking because right. we definitely have, we have them throughout the year. We usually take the summer, um, I don't want to say off, kind of off, kinda right? Because doesn't yeah. everybody? And people like, don't want to, yeah. You want to be enjoying the summer. Exactly. You got to take you advantage go outside of it when you can. Right. Yeah. So. And then you also, I mean, once you get signed up, then I know that, you know, personally, I get an email every time. It's like, hey, we do have this thing that's coming up. Is this something that you want to be a part mm-hmm. of? And, and you guys are great about not sending out too many emails. It's here's a change. Do you want to talk about mm-hmm. it? And then here's a uh, an opportunity. Do you want to take part in it? So yeah. you don't have to worry about getting on this list and then be continually bombarded right. with uh, spam emails. That's not what you do at ClearStep Financial. No, in fact, even if you register for a webinar, we don't automatically put you on any list. Right. So you have you would have to re- request to be put on our, our list to be able to do that. You're only registering for that particular webinar. Right. Well, we move on. Before we move on, I want to remind everybody, securities and advisory service offered through Harbor Investment, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. And today, you know, I'm glad that we get to do a whole show on Roth and IRAs and those types of things because (laughs) we do little pieces of it and then it seems like it pops into so many parts of our conversation. Yeah, it does. Um, And so is that part of the reason why you decided we needed to do a whole, a deeper dive because we haven't done one and it's been a couple of years, I think, since we did a whole show. It may have, you know, it's so funny. It's hard to remember what, right. you know, I know we've done it a few different times, but now we've been doing this five years. So Correct. I don't remember. Yeah. Right? I think it was a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the reason we do like to talk um, and, and do almost like a deep dive into Roth IRAs is because I think they can be uh, misunderstood or right. or there's this unknown, uh, this mysteriousness about mm-hmm. Roth IRAs. People sometimes think they have an idea and then they ask about it and then they say, oh, I thought it was this. So I think it's just good to help bring some light and clarity to what is a Roth IRA. Right. And so it has been around a while, but it's not like our most known, most legacy product that's out right. there, right? So 
Right. To give some perspective, Roth IRAs have been around since 1998. 401ks have mm-hmm. been around since 1981. Gotcha. So you think about how much more people are familiar with 401ks, right? They've been around a lot longer. Roth IRAs. And they started out, I think, again, like like any new thing, maybe it started out slow where a lot of people weren't aware of them, didn't understand them. So, it, you know, they progressed. And then they also started out where you could only contribute like $2,000. Right. That's also increased. And we'll talk about the limits because they just increased those this year. Right. Um, so there's a whole lot about Roth IRAs that I'm excited to, to go through today for people just to get a really good understanding. Right. We also want to encourage you to be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We always appreciate you calling in. Pat, thank you very much for your patience. What is your question for my friend Cassandra from ClearStep Financial. Very good. I have two questions. I'm wondering how that um, being a fiduciary Mm. works different than being an average um, investment counselor. Wonderful. And I'm I'm wondering, um, you talked about it and I couldn't quite catch it on the the radio previous episode Mm. where you were talking about something that kind of helps to prevent... um, your portfolio from just totally dropping, like mm. something that, that kind of keep, has keeps a balance there. So I was wondering if she could explain that a little bit. Oh, good questions, okay. Pat. Mm-hmm. So the first thanks, question Pat. you had, fiduciary, by the way, thanks for calling in. Mm-hmm. We do love having callers um, and we enjoy talking to you. So your first question about fiduciary, Pat. So the differences are um, there's there's a fiduciary standard and there's a suitability standard. And the differences are when it has to do with what licenses the advisor holds. And so if an advisor has licensing for what's called the suitability standard, that means that when they meet with you that initial time, they're required to do what's best for you, right? Obviously. But that only um, goes as far as that initial appointment. So they don't have an ongoing responsibility to continue to check in with you, continue to make sure that things are being adjusted and updated. So if if two or three years have gone by and your situation has changed and you might say, well, now this doesn't fit for what I need right now. And you get angry and you say, well, what the heck you were supposed to. And they would they might they would be able to say, well, we did what was best for you at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's that's how a suitability standard works. Fiduciaries have the obligation to do what's best for you at that very time, as well as on an ongoing basis. And they have the fiduciary standard is really the highest standard in the industry as far as how you can be taken care of as a client. They have to absolutely do what's in your best interest. They you know, they talk about. What would you do if it was your mother or your family member sitting across the table, really to, to that highest standard of just taking care of people? And so, Pat, if you don't mind, what we like to do is we uh, before we get into the next question that you had about um, I, uh, I I believe there's a couple of things that we covered when Carla was in last that would lean into your question. But we need to go to a break. So do you mind holding on for us, Pat? Sure. All right. So we're going to come back. So we can go ahead and get to that second part of the question. We can also, if anyone else would like to be part of the show, you can also call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show with my friend Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial, encouraging you to be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. Pat, thank you very much for your patience. We're going to bring you back into the conversation. Pat, I'm going to do my best to try and recap because I think I led into the right part of the conversation um, before. Um, We did speak when Carla was in. We talked about basically a way to preserve some of your investments if things start to go topsy-turvy and having someone back to 
what we initially talked about, the fiduciary. Mm -hmm. And since you are a fiduciary, being able to help them or work with people to manage mm -hmm. those investments so yep. they don't get completely depleted. Does that sound kind of like what you were uh, getting at, Pat, and was what that strategy was for that? Right. So if somebody says they're a fiduciary, then they have to meet that highest standard. That's so if correct. They weren't, then uh, maybe they had a suitability uh, license. Correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to your licensing. And, and there's, I want to be clear, there's, there's good advisors on both sides and it really just depends. But, but, but that explains what standard they're held to, right? So you, you could have some very good advisors that might be held to a suitability standard that still take very good care of you, right? Um, so it just right. depends. But, mm -hmm. but we do, we are fiduciaries and, and that is how we operate. Very good. So that was a great question because we do like to bring that up from time to time and explain that fiduciary standard. To get to the next question you had, there are um, there are a, a few different ways to get to what you're asking about how to have some preservation measures on your on your money, right, on your hard earned savings and so forth and investments for retirement or for for any you know number of reasons you'd have investments. And one of them is by having it managed. Um, we do it a lot of times with third party managers. Mm -hmm. um, and then also there are, and in that case, they are making trades and things on behalf of how we direct them to, to manage it as far as are they more on that conservative spectrum and close to retirement or maybe taking an income or are they, do they have a longer period of time? So our job as the advisor in that scenario is to help direct and guide them towards what strategies and how to invest it. And then they do um, the management, which I believe a lot of people think they might have already, because if you've picked something like a, a target date strategy or something that goes by a year or a time frame towards retirement, a lot of people um, are explained how it moves over time, right? And it changes and it'll be it'll be adjusted for you. You don't have to do anything. It's kind of on autopilot. And that's all true. But it gets adjusted on a, on a schedule and a calendar. So sadly, the market doesn't always shift and move on a schedule or a calendar, right? And so when the market is moving and shifting, it can be nice to have and, and more advantageous to have a manager that's sitting there and watching things. And when things are shifting, if things are declining, like, for example, in, in 2020, when the market just fell off right in February and March, when it really declined, I think that's probably the, one of the best examples recently here where it just went off a cliff, Right then the money managers we had like that around February, they already started seeing signals in February 2020. They already started making shifts and adjustments. And so for a lot of those money managers, they were in cash by the time we really hit um, a, a difficult time and they were able to preserve most of people's assets. So that's, that's one example. Um, there's other things as well that could potentially do what you're talking about. What we do is we just, we look at someone's scenario. We look at where they're at as far as from retirement or in retirement. And then we piece together what we believe is the best plan moving forward and make those recommendations. So Pat, if you, if you want to leave your information with Ellie, we'd be happy to follow up with you and see what other questions or things we might be able to help you with. Okay. That sounds good. Thank Wonderful. you, Pat. We appreciate you calling. We're going to go to the phones one more time. And so thank you very much again for calling. I'm going to give the number out into the room again at 651-641-1071. Alex, thank you as well for your patience. Go ahead and get your question into the room for my friend Cassandra from Clear Step Financial. Hello. Hi, Alex. Hi. I'm thinking about 
open the IRA, I was told that there is a limit of income that allows you to take advantage, a tax advantage. Do you know what that is? A limit of income? Is that what you said, Alex? Yes. Thank you for your question. Yeah. Hi, Alex. And thanks for calling. Are you single or married? Hey, Alex, I think we might be cutting in and out with you, so we're going to go ahead and put you on hold. So we're going to, that was one of yes. the things we we're going to cover anyway, so I'm thankful. I really appreciate her getting that question into the room. So we were going to talk about what those standards might be. So why don't we go ahead in the next couple of minutes and real quick and, and start when we're talking about the definition of Roth IRAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about they've been around for a number of years now, but it does matter it does. what they are. Okay. So... So to answer your question, Alex, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were single or married because there's different limitations based right. on those two criteria. And if you're filing jointly, if you're married, right, there's there's a number of stipulations. So bottom line would be I can give some general information, but you'd, you'd probably want to verify with your tax person um, how that would work for you. But depending on what your income is, because like I said, there's there's a few different variables going right. on there. Mm-hmm. The general question or the general answer is if you're single that um, I'm trying to remember the exact phase out, but there's a there's a phase out period. It's a little mm-hmm. over a hundred thousand, um, right. somewhere maybe between one hundred and one twenty. I can get the exact numbers and I can look those up and we can we can um, mm-hmm. share those. But they're pretty easy to find too online if you look at the Roth limit for your income. And then you can still make a. Di- you've mentioned this before. You can still so, a, there's a like kind of like a back doorway yes, that you can use this product. There is right. So the first thing is to identify: Are you either within that range of phasing out? Because it goes by your adjusted gross yes so are you in that range are you well beyond it or are you under that range that's the first thing to look at whether you're single or married filing jointly because if you're married filing jointly it's in like the 200 um and 20s or so i think we have about two minutes before we go to break so let's Mm -hmm. start with let's put those in order so let's start with if you're under it because that's the easiest it is okay yeah so let's say you're under the limits whether you're single or you're married if Mm -hmm. you're under that limit then you can directly invest into a roth ira and um, and sometimes people will ask the question, well, what kind of interest or what kind of growth can you look at for a Roth? And it really has nothing to do with being a Roth. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like within your 401k, the growth you would receive would really depend on what investments you directed in your 401k. That's exactly how a Roth operates. If you want to picture it similarly, the 401k is kind of the, the shelter or the the hood over the engine, the investments are the engine, right? And so all we're doing is we're changing the shelter over it from a tax standpoint. It's it's how they look at the investment from a tax standpoint, which defines it as a Roth. Um, and so when you have a Roth and we, there's still time. So there's mm-hmm. still time to contribute if you didn't for 2022. And that's right now we're in that window between January 1st and whenever tax time is, which is April 17th, right? Because right, it falls on a weekend. So you have this window in the beginning of each year to still kind of fund it for last year if you right. want to. So to open a Roth, if you are, if you're under those limits, you can directly invest if you're 49 or under. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through last year first because we're still in that window. Right. You can contribute up to 6000 if you're 49 or under. Mm-hmm. If you're 50 or over, you can contribute 7000 Right. To each. So again, if you're married, then each of you can. Now, it has to do with earned income right. also. So there are a few different pieces to that. So if you're retired and you're on Social Security, but you just have extra assets or extra money there, mm-hmm. you can't necessarily put it into a Roth. Right. So it has to be earned income. But if you're a stay-at-home parent, you could still do one if your spouse is working. Right. And there's enough income for the family that covers at least 
you know, the, the amounts you want to add. Right. So we're going to go into our break now. I do want to remind people that they can be part of the show, just like Alex and just like Pat. That number is 651-641-1071. We get back, we have some additional information about what's going on with the updates to what's going on with our Roth IRAs. Also want to remind you that if you would like to get ready, uh, get registered for that complimentary consultation, there's a couple of ways to do it. First, you can go to clearstepfinancial.com, go to slash my talk and go ahead and sign up for it there. Or you can call them directly at 651 651- Six zero 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 eight five five. We'll be right back with the Financial Health and Wealth Show on My Talk one zero seven one. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk one zero seven one. Also available as a podcast. You can get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website, mytalk1071.com. Just use that uh, keyword health and wealth. Get this one. Pass it on to somebody else in your family. If you've been mm-hmm. like, hey, I've been meaning to tell them this, and this will be a much more efficient way for yeah. them to get this information. I would say that is one of the biggest things when we're talking to people and doing retirement planning is a lot of people do say, I wish I would have started a Roth sooner. Yes. And you don't have to. So to be clear, we talked about how the the limits for 2022, which were in mm-hmm. that window, you can still contribute there. It's 6,000 if you're 49 or under. It's 7,000 if you're 50 or over. Um, but you don't have to put that full amount in either, right? right. If you had two or 3,000 to put into a Roth for 2022, great. Do mm-hmm. that. Just right. do. I always just encourage people, do whatever you're able to do towards that limit. Right. If you can get to the limit, great. If you... I've never seen so many people with chunks of cash in the bank. Yes. So if that's you and you've got, I mean, I I was talking to a a client this last week. She's like, well, we got 200 in the bank, Mm 200,000. I said, that's fantastic. Like Mm -hmm. she's, she's become a great saver. When I first met with them, they had very little in the bank. So it's amazing that Mm -hmm. in a few years, how, again, like you said, working with someone and just shifting and changing your mindset towards finances and having some financial goals, how drastically people can change their habits. It's really kind of cool. And it's interesting, like the things that, like once you get to that mental shift, like I can remember before thinking that, you know, a budget felt very restricted or I'm not doing this or I felt like it was a sense of lack. Now I'm like, oh, wait, I get to put some money like I'm more. Now I look at it like an accomplishment. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm doing well enough that I get to put money in a savings account. Yeah. That's and build ma- that up exactly. and see it grow. Right. And hit you different know, I did not grow up in that. You know, yeah. I, I grew up very paycheck to paycheck and right. sometimes not even that. And so to be able to get to the point to be able to go. I get to plan for ahead and try and work on stability and and have a a, a cushion there so mm-hmm. that I have time to think and make decisions for my son and I. That was something that I really wasn't thinking. What, what it wasn't thinking. I, I I never. It wasn't that I thought I never could be that person. I didn't even think about it. Like mm. it didn't even seem like right. an it option. wasn't on your radar. Exactly. Yep. And so then to go. Oh wait, no, you could be that person and to start mm-hmm. that path of. Well, how do I get there? How do right. I educate myself on it? What's the next step? It's it is very shifting yeah. some habits right. little by little, but you got to start shifting habits. Right? Yes. Otherwise, it's that whole thing about, you know, banging your head against the wall, expecting it, you get know, a different outcome. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's so kind of getting back then to the Roth. So that was 2022. We are in that window. So maybe you did fund your Roth. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for 2023, they increased the limit by 5,000. I'm sorry, 500. <laughs> Five, well, 500. 500. Okay, they increased gotcha. it by 500. So <laughs> instead of 6,000 for last year, it's 6,500 if you're 49 or under. Okay. And if you're 50 or over, older, it's 7,500. Gotcha. So again, you have, the, those are the limitations. Now, there are, um, there are some 
different ways. Again, we already talked about how it's not a specific investment, right? The Roth. And so there's, when we sit down with people, we look at where, where would be the right ways to have it allocated, to have it invested, because we can do Roth IRAs in a number of different places. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at that, and that really will dictate, like I said, the growth or how it will actually behave based on the markets. Right. Um, A Roth is really meant to be used once you get to 59 and a half or older, Mm -hmm. though it is more flexible. It's more flexible than an IRA or than a, a 401k, because technically you can pull the basis out right before you're 59 and a half without penalties yes um and the base so the basis would be basically if you've invested ten thousand let's say and it grew to fifteen thousand um you could pull out ten thousand of that without a penalty right before you reach 59 and a half we don't encourage that right? right because you want it to be something that you have in retirement in fact um, if people, depending on how they've set it up or what they have in there, those can be great like travel buckets or like almost like that splurge bucket for retirement right. because mm-hmm. it doesn't have a tax implication in retirement. And so it won't like if you were to pull 10000 out of your Roth in retirement, it's not going to throw off what your income was that year okay. because Social Security could be impacted. Mm-hmm. Medicare costs could be impacted because if you re- if you get over certain thresholds, then those could increase your costs right. or more could be taxed of social security. It's very complex, right? So, mm-hmm. so the least you can, con- you can fluctuate your income drastically, you know, up, especially in retirement, right. just for like a given year, it can impact it even for two years post that. So we, we try to help people factor in all those different things and have um, the Roth bucket. We don't know what taxes are going to look like in the future and, right. and we're not tax advisors, right? right? So we always recommend talk to your tax person before you make drastic changes in your finances from how you've been doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's one piece that we look at because we, we believe it is good to diversify your taxes. Now that may, may, may or may not make sense for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we, there's not a one size fits all for everyone. Right. But if you think taxes may be higher in the future, which we are at a historic low right now, even though you might not feel like it. Right. Um, There's lots of pressures. There there are. So if you think they might be lower in the future, then it might make sense to look at a Roth or at least put some in it. So what are the... Oh, I wanted to give this example too. Hold on. Yes. So if you have a child, right? If you have a child that uh, maybe even has a job and they're working, Mm -hmm. you know, if they were 15 years old and they started saving $100 a month. Yes. Just $100, and they did that from 15 until they were 65. And if they averaged about 10%, and I only say 10% because that's a long time, right? Yes. If mm-hmm. someone has even 20 years, I wouldn't average 10%. Okay. But if they were between 15 and 65, I think there's at least a better chance, right? Correct. So this is, that's the percentage we're using. They would have about 1.7 million at 65. Wow. Isn't mm-hmm. that kind of cool? Yes. $100 a month, mm-hmm. right? And it is just maybe being able to model that mm-hmm. for like the younger you can show that, the better right. you you know, are because just it isn't a conversation that we have. And I'm glad that we are shifting it into, I, you know, I, I don't b- agree with everything that's on TikTok, but if we're going to follow something on, Hey, saving a hundred dollars a month to, to kids, that's a cool thing versus yeah. Some of the other things. That I mean, they're if they're learning, making like a thousand dollars a month, yeah. right, working some kind of job, even if they're not making that much, but they they could probably even if save they're making a hundred. Here's the way I put it: I'm like, if you're very fortunate enough that the reason why your kid is working is so that they have, you know, disposable income and they can pay for some of those things, right. then yeah, I think that it's even if they're making five hundred dollars a month because they're only doing something part time, then it's like okay, yeah, this is what you put away and right. try and give them that opportunity. Yep, to like you can 
mess this up after you move out. But I'm going to at least try to encourage right. you to get this, get in this habit while you're still yeah. around me you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then, for, you know, hopefully, fortunately, they have you as a security yeah. net. And you are taking care of these things. So you're not being mean by going, OK, you can buy your, you know, PlayStation games with this other 400. Mm-hmm. But this 100, just put away because you don't know what's going right. to happen when you get older. Have some money in yeah. case you need it. I think that's great. I agree. And mm-hmm. and I've seen parents also um, incentivize kids with saying, we'll match it. I'll yeah. match up to a certain amount mm-hmm. to incentivize them to be better savers right. and help explain to kids, let's let's divvy up your money, right? right. Some goes to saving, some goes to spending. Um, for our kids, some goes to giving, right? It's right. like, it, it, however your family, whatever your values are, right? Help them to understand how to be good money managers, even of small amounts. And the other reason why I think that that's great, if you are in a position to do that, is I hear, you know, some friends throw around the word, well, you're spoiling your kids or whatever. If you are in a position to be able to provide and have a very comfortable lifestyle for your kids, I disagree with whether that's spoiling them or not. I do think that it is good to be able to help them uh, make wise decisions mm-hmm. beyond their years and go, here's why we do that. Mm-hmm. And being able to take the time to go this. I know it's hard for you to know that this will be important when you're 25, when you're 30, when you're that. That seems a million years away. Mm-hmm. But here's why this little thing will help you when you're older. Yeah. So I'm going to help you learn that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. Thing. You know, not that you can't be, uh, you know, have fun with the stuff and not that you can't be rewarded for things. But this is part of the reward. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to reward them for getting good grades or reward them for uh, achieving any particular task, because it's different for everybody, mm-hmm. you can reward them for saying, hey, you did a good job saving on this thing. You're right. Okay. Yeah. You can do this. Right. I'll help you know how to make better decisions with this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I yes. think it's great to help kids um, any way you can with financial right. education. So um, let's talk about how are ways you can get money into that Roth bucket. Right. Because there's a few different ways. Um, one of them is through making contributions. And I think that's pretty easy to understand. Just like we contribute to our 401k or we might right. contribute to an IRA. If you start contributing to a Roth if it's just a Roth IRA, which is one that you set up, like we help people set those up all the time, right? right. You can set them up on your own and yes. you just pick where you want them invested. Mm-hmm. So, And you can do a lot of those auto deductions and things that you right. get used to. Just have this yeah. certain amount go in every month. Yep. Just put every it on month, auto. Every week, whatever you want to do, whatever makes sense for you. Absolutely. So a Roth IRA will have those inc- those uh, contribution limits we talked about. That's um, 6000 for last year if you're 49 or under, right? 7000 50 and over or 6500 and 7500 this year, right? Depending right. on your age. Now, if you happen to have a company plan that has a Roth IRA, that's always one of the questions we ask people because more and more 401ks are offering them. Right. Again, some people will say, no, I don't have that. And then I always encourage people, just double check. Ask. Because yeah. mm-hmm. so many plans have added it. I can't even tell you how many people will come back to me and say, hey, actually we do. I didn't even know it. Because right. they, it's like they do it. I feel like companies do it like stealth. They're like, <laughs> they just add it in and they don't tell anyone. Or they right. send out a quick memo. Right. And, and it has like, no one sees it. small print on yeah. it. You got a thing. So it's so funny that I, so many plans have it, though. And now, so, if you have multiple ones, let's say you had already started your own IRA Roth. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. If you had already started yours and then your company has one, yes. that that dollar amount, that limit is all of those. Types. No. So is it per or how it's does that work? It's not. It doesn't count. They're two different limits. Okay. So you could put potentially, again, whatever the limit is to a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. if it's six or you know, 6,500 this year, 7,500. So you could be doing that. Okay. Also, you could be directing your 401k contributions if you have that Roth bucket. 
And that is up to the 401k limitations. Okay. So for mm-hmm. 49 and under for this year now, it's 225. Mm-hmm. And then an, an additional 7,500 if you're 50 or over. So basically, if you're 50 or over, you could be putting 30,000 into, into your overall 401k and you can direct whatever portion of that you want towards the Roth bucket. So right. again, I always tell people, Talk to your tax person before. If you've been maxing out your 401k and putting 30000 in. Right. Great. If you decide, oh, Roth IRAs sound amazing. I'm going to put all of it into the Roth. Your taxes are going to look very different. You might yes. owe a chunk. So just at least get a heads up on what that's going to look like before you make a drastic change. So I just always recommend that to people. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm mm-hmm. just saying get the information so you're well prepared and there's no surprises come tax season. Right. Well, when we come back after our break, what are we going to wrap up with? Well, I want to wrap up with there's there is another way you can get monies into the Roth IRA. So we need to cover that at least because um, you, you just you want to know what all your options are when it comes to the Roth. Right. And you can also be part of the show. Again, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Financial Health and Wealth Show with ClearStep Financial. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier, our our uh advisor. I, I I keep every time I look down to say branch manager, then I go, why do you even start saying that? Because you give her a hard time in the business every time by saying only branch manager. And that kind of thing. So I'm just gonna stop saying it. So the chief instigator, along oh, with her mom, <laughs> Carla, over at Clear Step Financial, you do have time to be part of our show. You can call us at 651-641-1071 and you can get that question into the room. We've been going through the concept of Roth IRAs, what some of the changes were this year. And so we started getting to the point of how you can fund this Roth IRA. And we went through a couple of options, reminded people that sometimes now there is also an uh, a Roth that could be part of your 401k, which is a whole different thing to the one that you would start yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's another way you said that we can fund this product. There's another way to get monies into, and first of all, too, I want to be clear because we never really touched on this. Mm-hmm. It's like it's an hour goes by so fast. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. But there are ways is if your income is over a certain, if it's over the phase out limit, right, which we never really circled back to, yes. Um, but those limits, if you're single and you're over one hundred fifty three thousand mm-hmm. for twenty twenty three, you cannot directly contribute. You're you're you know you're phased out completely. Joint two hundred twenty eight thousand. Right. So if your adjusted grosses are above that, there are still ways to get money into a Roth. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to take a few more steps. We don't have time to cover those right now, but right. reach out to us. Go to clearstepfinancial.com right. Right, mm-hmm. to go to contact us, and we'll help explain what those options are. Now, another way is if you have IRA money out there, maybe or maybe you even have a 401k still that you haven't moved and you haven't rolled it over yet. Right. Um, uh, what you're able to do is take monies that are in a 401k or IRA, if you can move your 401k, because really you, you need it to be in an IRA, mm-hmm. but then you can start making what they call conversions. So I want to be clear, a conversion is different than a contribution amount. Right. The contribution amounts have the limitations we already talked about. A conversion means money's already in an IRA, it's in an investment there, and then you start shifting it from an IRA to a Roth IRA bucket. Right. You will be taxed as if you earned that income in that calendar year. Like so, when you and I had this conversation year before last, it was, okay, are you expecting to eventually make more money so maybe we do this now right? so it wouldn't cause as drastic of a tax event for Correct. me? So just to kind of throw out the, the yeah. way the conversation happens when you talk to your advisor. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So you look at, because I have I have uh, couples too sometimes, like maybe one of the spouses is in school, like they're going, going back to school, so their income is lower maybe for a couple years. Right. That might be a time to take advantage of that lower income 
possibly do some Roth conversions. Again, you don't want to do anything without consulting your tax person because you don't want any surprises. Right. But we work very closely with tax people and tell you and help you say, okay, these are the questions to ask them. This is the information to gather so that yes. you, you, you know exactly what's going to happen and you know... There's no limit, though, on conversions. So right. if you had a $100,000 IRA, you could hypothetically, like if you wanted to even do 5000 a year or 10000 a year, whatever amount, you just need to know what the implications are going to be and be okay with that. Right. But I think the more you're able to start shifting over to, just imagine how it would be then in retirement to be able to have access to a big bucket of money That's that already... didn't have any tax implications as you pull it out over time. Right. So that the conversions is just one more way to get money over to the Roth bucket. Right. Which we, you know, again, when you did, did we cover this? I'm trying to remember if we covered this last time because <laughs> we did talk about the when this product was was created. Mm-hmm. Do we know why we were decided that this would be a good product or, or why that was lobbied so to create this? I my guess mm-hmm. is that it's just it gives some diversification. Right. For retirement. Because it's a way that, because before that, all the different retirement vehicles were where they would push the taxes out to retirement and then you would deal with the taxes in retirement in this unknown time, right, right, of what taxes will look like. So the Roth gives you the ability, when you know what the taxes are, you know what you'll be taxed, you pay them today, which so the government gets tax money today, right, versus Mm -hmm. in IRAs and, and 401ks, if it's a traditional, they don't get the taxes today. They get them at a future date. Right. Likely they'll get more at a future date because you probably will have more in there too, right? Right, exactly. So, so it's to me, it's a way that just gives you some diversification in taxes. It also is a way that they're able to get some, a little bit more taxes now, even though they're going to give it up in the future too. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking, and again, you're not a, a, a tax advisor, but when we're talking about these things, it's so interesting when we're talking to about the variety of different types of investments that are out there and the fact that there are these caps on it and these limits. And I always think that's interesting because you, you know, it seems like over the last couple of years, and again, we've been doing this for five, there have been a lot of increases to the limit that you could do this. And and do we think that that's overall uh, a shift in methodology of we need to help people save for their you know, we're living longer. We're we're having more healthcare costs into a, a a longer period of time into our retirement. Do you think that that's part of it? Is that the system is trying to recalibrate because we know that we have a lot of people who need to be able to figure out how to plan for their uh, future for a longer period of time? Or what that do you think? Sounds, I know part of that is an opinion. That is a loaded question, yes. Shannon. And Normally I, do I like save it. them for I know. Carla. Because yeah. Carla she, likes giving opinions. Oh, so, she does. Yes, she exactly. always likes to say, well, this is just my opinion. Right. But, you gotta think. So it's your turn now. So m- for my opinion on that is that, yes, they do. So social security, real quick, I'm going to try and really scale this down to yes. a really concise answer best I can. I know mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of time. Right. Is that... I believe they they know Social Security likely won't be able to 100% sustain people in retirement. Right. And it never was meant to. Mm -hmm. Historically, people would have Social Security plus a pension plus some personal savings. Most people don't have a pension anymore. Right. So Social Security is higher and higher relied upon. But they know that that's also needing to be um, overhauled in some way. Right. Right. So I think there's that. So they do want to incentivize people in different ways to save more. Yes. Right. There's lots of ways they've been trying to do that. I also think that the reason they've been doing increases is because of the increase of cost of things and inflation and so forth. So you need to save more to likely get to uh, 
even a comparable lifestyle in retirement. Not even like we look at people depending on their time frame. You might need 60,000 today to be comfortable or 75 Mm -hmm. or 120 or whatever that number is. But it might be two or three times that depending on how long you have till retirement. Right. So to be able to pull that kind of income out just to have the same lifestyle, just to be able to go to the grocery store and get the same Same exact things. things. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're going to be having caviar every night. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's partly, too, I think. People need to be saving more likely. Right. Um, but the sooner you start, the sooner you look at that picture and make sure that things are all firing in the right cylinders, that you're saving in the right places, in the right tax buckets, in the right investments, in the right XXX. That's why, again, if you have not done a consultation with an, an advisor for a little while, I would recommend go to our website, clearstepfinancial.com slash my talk. It's a great um, place to be able to just you know, ping us and say, I'd love to have a consultation. Right. And that also goes uh, as a great segue back to our first caller, Pat's question about what the, you know, what can I do? Cause I'm trying to do the right thing by mm-hmm. making a variety of different investments. But even with that and the uncertainty that's out there, what's my best course of action to try and preserve these things right. that I need to do yes. to be able to get the return that I need? Yes. And people are asked there, some of the, Questions we're getting right now, a lot of them have to do with what are what are the markets going to do this year? Right. We don't know. Right. We don't know. But we want to help people to make sure that whatever they do this year, you can at least try and fare through these waters, whatever they look like, yes. as smoothly as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, before we wrap up, let's remind them about our next webinar that's coming up. Get them on board to make sure they register for that. Mm-hmm. March 20th, Medicare and long-term care. And just some good information. Even if, even if you're a little ways from retirement and Medicare, you might have a family member that this would apply to. You're welcome to pull them in or send them the link to get registered registered um, like I said, it's just some great information. Right. And I was just reading some articles about some the way that Medicare works in some of our neighboring states. It is in your best interest to have somebody start demystifying mm. that for you for getting close. There's lots of things that I feel like, you know, some pitfalls that might be different based upon what you're doing. So just uh, we hear we hear sad stories yes. about people with Medicare. So we do encourage and we have Medicare specialists that we work with. So, again, and I'm I'm not an expert in Medicare. Right. I refer I say talk to this person, talk to that person, because that's their specialty area right but you do want to talk to someone yes it's another one that you don't want to figure out on your own so again i'll remind you that website you can go to clearstepfinancial.com slash my talk you can always call them at 651-600-0855 that's 651-600-085 and also remind you you can get this episode and previous episodes on our website mytalk1071.com keyword health and wealth we'll see you next week